Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is e This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice One. This your man, Matt Mine, the Hellraiser. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Sorry, you're going to have to ask that question again, man. I think you cut off for a sec. Yeah, we're having some difficulties, it looks like. Um, no, I was just saying this pandemic has been very crazy. Um, yeah. You know, how, is it, how has it been for you up by uh, um, where you're at? Well, you know, it, 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 like the restrictions are pretty much everywhere. You know, you got to wear your mask. You got you to gotta do your social distancing and, you know, 
But for the most part, um, uh, I've been all right. You know, uh, where I stay, uh, where I live, I'm out in the country, kind of like, you know, rural area. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of away from the public at times. And uh, I, I, um, I do uh, on the, you know apart from the music my you know my job is um, I, I I own a business doing home renovations and stuff so you know it's 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 kept me going all in all you know and I know a lot of people are struggling during this time uh, a lot of people losing jobs a lot of businesses are going out so I've I've been pretty blessed I've been pretty blessed you know um, I'm, I'm staying busy and I'm 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 in I'm in it man you know like. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been crazy, bro. I, I mean, we're all affected by it for sure. Um, yeah, it's just finding finding a way to you know survive in these times, you know, and making it work. Adapt. You gotta adapt. Um, you gotta adapt. And, uh, That's it, man. The old marine, you know, the old marine way, you know. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, as a artist, you know. Uh, this obviously affects what you guys do too, because uh, you know shows, you know meet and greets, things of that nature. Um, before the pandemic, you know, hit. Did you have any plans of, of touring with your uh, new project? Um. So yeah, no. Like before the pandemic hit was actually just shortly after you know the passing of of our group member. Um, so. During the time following his passing, we kind of, you know, um, sort of took a time to reevaluate what we were going to do and sort of, you know, take the time to mourn and and do what we had to do. Um, So in a sense, the pandemic kind of hit at a right time for me because I wasn't trying to really do anything. Um, But, you know, you know, I've I've took my time. I've 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 I realized that you know, my boy would have wanted me to keep it going, you know, and I, and I, and I know that he's, he's looking down on me and he's saying, you know, he's, he's putting everything in place for me to say, you know, you got to keep this going. So, um, yeah, you know, I just, uh, I, I did have some plans for shows and stuff to do around here in Ottawa, but everything kind of just came to a halt real quick. Yeah. You know, but as far as touring with new material, um, no, uh, there hasn't been any talks of that yet. I'm hoping that, if and when I have my new, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on a new a new project at the moment. I just released some things that I, because I, I took a break from the music, you know what I mean? Um, back in, you know, we, we started really early in the 90s, 92, and we, we kept it consistent from 92 till about 2003, which was right around the time where I was like, you know what, I'm out. You know what I mean? Um, it was just a, a decision I had made on my own to say, you know what, I was good with the music when it when it when it was on, but for now, like my life is where it is right now, and this is the path I want to go. Um, and I took a break for a long time, man, almost 15 years. I I didn't even look, I didn't even care about it. You know what I'm saying? But it was just, it was just that thing that couldn't leave me, you know, I, I had to just keep going. So, um, in 2018, I decided to get my group back together as a way to sort of show people who I am and put out a couple of tracks that we had already worked on. And just to say, you know, here we are, this is who I am and this is us. And it was like, 
the city was just buzzing with the fact that we were back together again. You know what I mean? Like, cause we, we, yeah. there was something, there were you know what I mean? So everyone was like, yo, you guys are back, you know? So we're like, all right, cool. I guess we're back. So we went with it. We got a new single and, you know, we, 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 we rolled out all the stops for it, video and everything. And then unfortunately um, the day we, we, it was actually the day we released, we did a press release for the song. We had just signed a deal to go. The song was going to go to radio all across the country, and it was going to do its thing. And then it was literally the day that we all agreed on the situation. We signed everything and was was, was set to go. I get a phone call at 2 a.m. in the morning telling me that my homie was killed. You know what I mean? So it was like... It was just, it just sort of stopped everything in its tracks. And unfortunately, nothing ever came of what we did. You know, um, I mean, the song's out there, the song's dope and it's, it's there, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's like, had he, had he still been here and we could have kept going, it would have been different. But, you know, unfortunately, we, we, we had to try to sell that project with an obituary, you know, and, and, that, and that was the reality of things. Sorry for your loss, man. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you, man. We got back together, and um, you know, um, I, I I heard some reports. I, I believe Giant was going uh, to help his daughter. She was in distress or something. What what happened? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're still a little unclear on the whole story, but like, there was a situation that that had gone down where his daughter was downtown, and apparently she had. She was being harassed by by some some guys that she was either hanging out with or she knew ran into we we still were still not clear on what happened, but basically the gist of it was she called her dad for help. Her dad was close by. He showed up, you know, came to the scene and was like, What's going on? And I mean, I guess, but he just fucking didn't ask questions. He just pulled out a gun and started shooting. Mm. You know, and my buddy never had a chance, bro. So, um, unfortunately, you know, he he died uh, as a result of his injuries. He didn't die on scene. He actually died on the operating table, you know, which means he, he actually fought, you know. He, he, was, he, 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 he fought, but he, he didn't make it. You know, and yeah. uh, and after that, it kind of left us sort of, you know, it, it kind of left the void in the whole thing because we were we were sort of like it, it's not someone you could just replace. You know what I'm saying? Like, we did this. No. This is someone. You know what I mean? We didn't we didn't get put together. Like we were never like we were never put together as a group to say, okay, you guys are going to be this and you're going to do that. Like we we came together as kids. We the whole idea behind the music everything was us, you know what I mean? We were just guided because we had the talent and the, and the drive to do what we wanted to do. Um, so it's not like we could just get another Jamaican guy to say, hey, you know what I mean? You fill his place in, you know, it's not that easy. So at this yeah. point, we're just sort of stuck kind of like, you know, as far as Hassan Giants goes, I think, you know, it might just stay at, the legacy we we, we left, um, but moving forward, um, 
you know, it's Memo Moreno and, uh, and it's the sound. I mean, Half Size Giant's sound is Memo Moreno regardless, you know. Um, you know, I, I was involved in a lot of the songwriting and a lot of the hooks. Um, so really and truly, like, it's always been my vision, my baby, you know what I mean? So I think coming out as a solo artist really only carries the legacy. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to live through you, obviously. You know, that's a, that's a dope thing to, to carry it forward. Um, yeah, I want to go to one of these tracks, then um, I want to come back and talk about your guys' history because it goes sure, back sure. to the early 90s. Um, let's see here. We got uh, I got three of them loaded up, man. I'm going to give you the okay. choice. We got First Time, For You, or The Game. Um, which one um you want to run with? Okay, first time. Which one? The game. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Let's go. Let's go with the game. Okay, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna and you know I'm gonna talk a little bit about this track. So now, this song is like the the, the stuff I put out is more of a collective of of songs that I've had over the years. Now this song in particular, the game, was a song that was recorded um, many years ago, and if you actually listen to the lyrics and what I'm talking about, it's, it's, it's about the frustrations of an artist who is in the game trying to make it, but, you know, he sees that life happens, right? And then, you know, you, you're, you're focused on trying to make it as one thing, but you got to deal with everything else too. So it's like, you know, it's just, it, it was like the, the, the stresses and frustrations of, uh, uh, that I was going through at the time, you know, and and that was the one thing in my music is I've always wanted to, you know, I've never wanted to front on my music. I always, I, I only, yeah. we, that was the thing about the Giants was we we wrote about the Canadian teenager experience. You know, we were never trying to emulate and imitate what was happening. We were trying to be the ghetto boys or something or three, six months. Yeah. Yeah. We were listening to all that stuff, but that was the reflection of what these people were going through. Now we interpreted hip hop as, okay, we're not going to front and be like, Oh, we're in the ghetto and we're shooting guns and we're doing this because that's not what we're doing. So we looked at it. We looked at hip hop as, you know, reality based music where you report what you're doing. And we've always stayed true to that, you know, commercial music without compromising yourself, you know, um, true, true to what we do, you know, um, and at the and 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 my and 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 even in my solo stuff, it it doesn't, I I can't write just anything. I feel like it has to come from the heart, you know, it has to be something I experienced or I did. Otherwise, to me, it's just not. Legit, you know, but yeah, man, let's get yeah. into the game. This track is dope, and uh, and like I said, it was it was written many years ago, and it was recorded many years ago. But I still think it's it, it's still very relatable today. Definitely, definitely, we'll be right back, Memo Moreno, the uh, one and only. You know what I'm saying? Half size giants don't go nowhere. <laughs> Superstar of dreams got me out. 
wanted it so bad It's like something that I gotta have Cause I gotta get it So time is this lifeline Cause you got yours So I gotta get mine And the way that I see it is to rhyme But I'm stuck in the grime I'm hustling and crime Trying to make a dime So I wanna live my life between 9 to 5 Imagining the freedom I lied on 649 Cause I gotta get my winning ticket So I can kick it The sky's the limit When your heart is in it Seems like I'm losing now But one day I win it Even if I only get to touch it for a minute At least I can say that I did it So when it like it can't happen to you You gotta fight through And make these dreams come true I'm trying to stop scheming And make reality out of this dreaming Got me gambling in the game Waiting for my roll flush Hope it comes in a rush I want my dreams to get crushed I'll from before they touch That's why, that's why, that's why It's like my I'm trying to figure out my purpose on this earth I'm looking at my life and asking what it's really worth Will I get to be what I want to be? Some day they need to be made and they begin with me I know I gotta go the right way But at the same time trying to get paid This will leave me a straight broke days Made me poke through ashtrays And that's not the way that I should be living Never receiving after so much giving Has me digging my own grave Become a one of life slaves in this rat race Trying to live in fast days Nazis out on my face I'm being thrown so many obstacles like a maze These be in the days for days I gotta get away Cause I'm trying to get out of this phase Money, 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 pop, money, power Got me, got me gambling in the game Waiting for my roll flush Hope it comes in a rush I want my dreams to get crushed Crump them before they touch That's why, that's why, that's why I'm sacrificing So There's gotta be a lot more to life than this Working every day, feeling like there's something I miss As weird as it sounds, we all go through it Those days where you feel like you just can't do it And you'd rather end it than continue down the road Trying to find an easy way to get rid of the load The stresses of life keep piling And I know it's hard to try to keep smiling Because it seems like things didn't go as planned So did my plans fail or did I fail to plan? I'm trying to stay on two feet, but first I gotta stand Jump! And see where I land I hope it's the spot that I'm aiming for I'm tired of sitting back waiting to score I want my tape in the store Travel the world on tour I want my foot in the door But nobody's answering So I'm a knock Got me gambling in the game Waiting for my roll flush Hope it comes in a rush I want my dreams to get crushed Don't crumple before they touch That's why, that's why, that's why I'm sacrificing So I'm a power of Got me gambling in the game Waiting for my roll flush Comes in a rush I want my dreams to get crushed Don't crumple before they touch That's why, that's why, that's why I'm sacrificing so much That's hip-hop right there, folks. You know, the game, you know what I'm saying, first track off the EP, Serenity, available right now. Make sure you get that. Um, yeah, man, I love how you got the elements of hip-hop in there, the cutting and scratching. and You know, that's the stuff I grew up off of. You yeah, know, and, um, it's good to hear that, you know. Yeah, um, man, I, always, and it's I always thought that was important, hip-hop you know, hip-hop. like keep, keeping all the elements yeah. of, 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 you know, like – Try to keep as much of the four elements in there as possible, you know. I mean, obviously yeah. you can't really get the graffiti in the music, but I mean, still, you know, you can, the scratching. I find it just adds so much flavor to the to the tracks. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. You know, growing up, I used to love like DJ Ready Red or Mr. Mix. Yeah. You know those. 
guys uh, uh, were legendary. Now, you guys, you know what I'm saying, Half Size Giants, you guys go back. Uh, um, when did you guys uh, hook up together? Uh, when did you form the group? So we formed the group in, like, I'd say in, like, 90, 1990. We were probably about 12 years old. Me and uh, Ironic, which is the member, uh, the white guy in the group, Ironic, Chris, uh, him and I became friends uh, through another acquaintance of mine, and he was already rapping and writing rhymes and dancing and stuff. I mean, back in those days, we did whatever, you know what I mean? Like, we danced, we rapped, like, whatever the fuck. If it was hip-hop, we loved it, you know? So we 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 would go to like community center dances and stuff um and then we'd ask the dj you know like can you play a beat and let us fucking get on the mic and shit right so we started doing that at all the local like dances that we would have in community centers like they'd have uh every month you know uh they would have a community center dance and we would like in the in our in our neighborhood and then we became like you know that was like the attraction almost like it was like it was a known thing that we were going to be there and then you know my boy was going to spit some shit and i would like you know people would sort of form a circle around the the the, the dj booth and then my buddy would spit some rhymes and i would dance for him you know because i was into like you know back in the 90s and shit you know you had the you know the synchronized routines right that was the thing so, you know, I used to do, I used to, we used to work on our routines throughout the week and then, you know, come the dance night, we do, we do our performance. And then he started like telling me, well, you know, you should, you should spit some shit. Cause I had, I, I, I was influenced in those days by a lot of the Spanish hip hop, you know, cause like I, I was from Mexico and, you know, at the time I was, I'd only been in Canada like four years. So I was still very new to a lot of shit. And like I listened to a lot of Spanish hip hop at the time, and he told me like you should write, you should do Spanish shit. So then we became uh, Half Size Rhyme. That was the original name, Half Size Rhyme. And the reason we called it that was because him and I were both short, and because we rhymed, so we were like, well, we're half size, but we rhymed, so we were called Half Size Rhyme. And it was just him and I, and we called our style Spanglish which was he did English, I did Spanish. Um, and then we, we came, we, we, we had this idea that if we got, we had a friend at the time and it wasn't giant, but it was somebody else. Uh, and we thought, you know, if we had, if we had a black dude and, 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 and then we, 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 we could say it's BMW, black, Mexican and white. And then we, we, we get like this, not just rap though. We get reggae. Because at the time in the '90s, like anything urban was considered hip hop to me, you know, like especially here in Canada, because you didn't get a lot of stuff. So anything reggae, dance hall, dance music, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? We soaked it up. So for me, I thought it would be just so much more original if we did a reggae, English, Spanish hip hop blend. And then that's where it all came out. And then we, you know, we came out with a, with a three song at the time. We, you know, there was a, 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 D, a local DJ who was DJing at these clubs, these, these, these teen dances who was already himself involved in the hip hop scene here in Ottawa, which was non-existent anyways, but he himself was producing uh, beats. He was using the MP 
uh, what is it, the MPC or three three thousand or whatever the, the the drum machine was at the time. Anyways, this was all new shit. You know what I mean? But he was on it already, so he was making beats and stuff. So he already knew a guy uh, who was a promoter in Ottawa who was bringing acts. Uh, he was responsible for at the time. You know, and we're going way back here. But at the time, he had brought uh, Ice-T to Ottawa um, and Public Enemy, actually. So he, in his mind, he, he, he had heard of us. This, this DJ, his name is uh, uh, Chris Delfino, was, you know, reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I got these kids. And, and then next thing you know, this guy's interested. And then one thing after another, all of a sudden, you know, we have management, we have producers, we have this, that. And then the whole thing was put together, but it was all based off of our idea. It's not like someone came to us and said, you know, we're going to do this and this, and then we want you to do that. It was like we were already doing it, and then we were found. So next thing you know, we come out. Um, I met Giant. I used to see him on the bus all the time. He was just new. He just come to Ottawa. So he was from Jamaica, and I used to see him all the time, and it was just this short dude you know what I mean right about perfect our height everything and I thought we need a we need a guy that can do reggae who do we get you know and then I don't know I thought I told Chris hey what about that little guy we always see on the bus I saw him chanting one time I think he could do it so one time my buddy Chris ran into him we used to take the bus right all the time so coming from school and stuff you know you take the local like the the the, the public transit and we ended up, Chris ended up seeing him uh, on the bus and he said, hey, you know, me and my buddy want you to be in our group. Do you want to come and meet him? And then he's like, can you do reggae? And he's like, get off the bus and I'll show you. So it was like, all right, cool. So then the two of them show up at my house and, and, and Giant had a, I'll never forget it, man, because we asked them to come to my house at a certain time or whatever. So he shows up and he, and he brings this 45 record, right? He shows up with a 45 record. He pulls it out of his pocket and he fucking, you know, we had a record player, you know, so we throw it on the record player and he puts the beat on and he starts chanting, you know? So it was like, it was, that was the day. It was finally like, it was final. So I would say re- really and truly the group came together in like 91. But by the time it was all said and done, and we were actually on the roll, and we actually recorded our our EP and released it. Uh, it was '92 when we finally released our first music, which was a, a tape that we 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 just we we made a certain amount of copies, and it was in all the local um, record stores in Ottawa, and it actually like did very well it sold out and then we followed it up with the cd in 95 full-length cd which you know we 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 actually got videos out of um you know which aired on much music which was like the equivalent of mtv in canada um so you know there was a time where you know we were you know on rotation on much music we had you know uh radio rotation all across canada um and you know we were we were doing it man but we were just you know, young young kids who didn't really know what to expect, right? 
So when it was all said and done, it kind of all just sort of came to a stop. And uh, we were left sort of scrambling to say, you know, what do we do now, you know? Um, but yeah, man, but to answer your question in full, I'd say, I'd say it was about 92 when, when we really like released everything and really finally came together. Um, and then everything else after that just kind of, you know, fell in place. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys were, I mean, that's the golden era of hip hop in my eyes. Yeah, man. Many legendary acts were out at that. Were you guys like, uh, doing shows with uh, artists here in the States? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually, um, we anybody that actually came through Canada in those in in the early '90s, it was us pretty much opening up or touring with them on their oh, wow. Canadian on their Canadian leg tour type thing, right? So we did the um, the first thing we started with. There was a, a um, an artist by the name of Snow. Uh, he yeah. was a Canadian artist from Toronto. He had a song called Informer. It was actually produced yep. by MC Chan um, of Queensbridge. And then just recently, he Legendary. did a remix with yeah, he did a remix with Daddy Yankee, uh, whatever. So our first real like uh, our, our you know our our breaking out and and doing our first thing that we ever did for anyone big was was Snow. We did the the Canadian tour with Snow. Um, and then after that, we basically did the 94 return of the boom bap with Karis one. Um, we toured with him here in Canada, uh, which was uh, actually, I have to say was one of the most amazing experiences I've had as a hip hop artist at the time. Cause I mean, I was 16 years old and at the time he had, uh, a guy uh, that he brought uh, with him uh, was the um, was the freestyle uh, champion at the time. Um, oh my God, I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now, and I can't think of his name. Um, but it'll come to me. Just you know what I mean. Just give me a second. But it, this dude was was freestyling like I've never seen somebody freestyle, bro. Like he he literally like was freestyling off things written on the wall. He was like having people shoot him words out of the crowd. He was freestyling with shit written on people's hats, on T-shirts. You know, like at the time, I think he was the like the freestyle champ of the of the world. You know what I'm saying? And he was off touring with KRS. KRS was what was his name? Oh, I can't think of it now, man. Um, anyway, so he brought him along, and we got to see him, right? And and my boy Ironic was like, oh my god, that is what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? He's like, that is what I want to do. Uh, and that inspired him, man, to become one of the fucking, one of the best freestylers out here in Ottawa, bro. Um, from that, you know, he, he actually went on to do a bunch of battles uh, that he won out here. Uh, there was a dude by uh, the name of Jin, the MC, who was signed with uh, Rough Riders, I think. He was yeah. a, a, a freestyle champion on BET. So he came out he came out, he was doing a tour where he was going around freestyling against many people uh, and just like a promotional stuff. Right. So he came to Ottawa and there was an event where all the, all the top Ottawa MCs battle each other. And the last man standing gets the battle gin. Well, at the end of the night, it was my boy ironic from our group 
who was the last man standing. He killed everybody off, and then it was him against Jin. You know what I'm saying? So him and Jin battled, bro, and you know what? It was never a decided battle to say, oh, so-and-so won. But, you know, you watch the battle, and you, and you can make your own decision, right? My boy did pretty fucking good, considering nobody was able to ever get anyone off on him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. on YouTube. You can search it. Jin versus Ironic. Um, so we did that, and then we actually had the opportunity to meet KRS again, because in 2003... Ironic was chosen as one of the top 16 MCs to battle in Boston, Massachusetts for the Super Bowl uh, Freestyle Championship. I think that year Diabolical won, um, but Ironic yeah, was Diabolical the only Diabolical one. From, um, uh, Immortal Technique he was with yes, for, yes, for a while. Yes, Immortal Technique was there that night, bro. Oh, wow. Ironic battled... Ironic battled um, Oh my God! What's his name now? It was Kanye West's boy, and he was credited for writing "Jesus Walks." What was his name? Juice. Oh Are you talking God. about Juice, the one that beat not, Eminem? No. No, not Juice. No. Uh, uh, Rhyme Fest. Oh, Twisted. No. No Rhyme Fest. No Rhyme Fest. Yeah, Rhyme Fest. My boy battled okay. Rhyme Fest and lost to Rhyme Fest, um, but. <clears throat> That night, KRS-One was hosting the, the event. And, uh, you know, that was another night where we got to sort of, uh, you know, it, it was like it came full circle because we had toured with him in Canada in 94. And then here we are 10 years later, right, at an event that he's hosting. And, you know, we're, we're part of it and stuff. So it was pretty surreal, you know. Um, oh, yeah. The other, and prior to that, yeah, you man. were um, touring with M. Shishan's boy, too, so. You had the bridge yeah, wars right yeah. there, so to speak. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And then, and then the other thing is, uh, and then you know, we've had a, a bunch of, of 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 artists that we've worked with. Like one of the first performances that Nas ever did in Canada, and I I, I want to say, Jeru the Damager, probably the only performance he ever did in Canada that I can think of. Uh, it was a night. It was in Montreal, uh, University in Montreal. Uh, one of those obscure shows you kind of just, you know of if you know. And we went, and we showed up, and we did our thing, and Nas performed Illmatic, and Jeru the Damager performed his fucking, his, his classic album. Um, uh, that was one of the things, one of the many, you know, like, dope moments I got to witness as far as hip-hop, and then you know, there was a time where, you know, one of the first performances we, we did was live on Much Music, on, and there was a show called Extend the Mix. Saturday mornings, they would play uh, hip-hop videos and, and, and have guests all the time. And we were one of the musical guests that day. Um, so we did our track. But that day as well with us, same, at the same time, musical guest was The Far Side. And The Far Side oh, wow. was actually... Yeah, man, and the far side was promoting their new single, uh, Passing Me By. And it's funny because, like, I hadn't even heard of them at the time. I only started, like, liking the song because I met them, and they handed me a tape. You know what I mean? They had their promotional stuff with them, and they gave me a tape, and we were listening to it. And there was another group by the name of Portrait 
which was a uh, an R and B group at the time, and they were all there. And then yeah, man, we got to chill with them, and uh, um, and then you know we've had a, a bunch of stuff. Like we had a video release party out here in Canada uh, for our second video, which uh, Lords of the Underground came out and uh, and 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 actually did did a show for our release party. So it was like. You know, we, 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 we sort of incorporated the release party with the Lords of the Underground show. Our management was responsible for bringing them down. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the list was on and on. The only other thing is we've had the opportunity to work in, in the States. Um, the irony about the whole thing is we, we, were, we, we were once signed to a record label that was based out of Montreal, but also in New York city. And, uh, part of the deal being signed to this label, see a lot of the the thing with, with us was we were very adamant about writing our own music. You know, we, we, we always were like, we want to write our own songs. We don't, we don't, we don't do stuff that other people write. Like that's the thing about us. And then very original. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, and, and yeah, I mean, we were young at the time, so we wanted to say, so this label comes and says, okay, well, fine. We'll let you do your track. So they 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 actually took the 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 four song EP that we had released. Um, we had four songs on there, and one of the two of the stra- tracks, the for the original track for the title was Triple Scoop of BMW, the main. And then another track was called Suspension, which at the time, I mean, we were just kids, so we were just talking about what we knew. So suspension was a track about us at school getting suspended shit that we do. You know what I mean? Like, so they said, okay, fine. We take these two songs. We're going to re-record them for you. We're going to put them on. There was this, like, it was a CMC records. They were trying to get a bunch of artists under their roster. And then they were trying to shop for a major deal. You know what I'm saying? So they, they took a bunch of artists and they put like this package together. They recorded two of our tracks and then they gave us this little bio with, with our songs. And then they, they were trying to kind of shop this around to get to see which one of these artists, these labels might like. Um, so after we recorded our two tracks, they said, now you guys got to record one of our songs. So we're like, all right, cool. So we were actually like, um, we went out to New York City uh, Manhattan, uh, and we recorded out in New Jersey, um, a song that was written for our group. And it, and it's funny cause it was 94. I remember. And at the time there was a lot of gun violence, I guess, going on in the States. Not like it's ever stopped, but you know what I mean? And, 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 and in that time we were trying to, they were trying to do like a gun control, stop the violence sort of song with us. So, the song they had us record was called Escape to Harmonia. Now, Harmonia was this fictional place that you go to where the guns don't exist and violence doesn't exist and all this stuff. So whatever. They gave us the song. You know, they paid us to go out and record it. You know, we're out in New York. I mean, I've never been, so it was great, you know. Um, and so we're out there recording and stuff. But it, it's funny. Like I, I say about the irony of it is is – my boy giant who was actually killed by a gun you know what i mean in the song in 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 the actual song his part like the the chorus was 
So what are you going to do? Escape to Harmaniah. So what are you going to do? Escape to Harmaniah. And then at the end of the of the chorus, my boy Giant's part was, but where you don't need a gun to feel safe. You know what I mean? So it's like, just to think about that now, it's just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? But, uh, well, but yeah, man. We've about been... to, not to cut you off, but also the fact no. that uh, Canada is not known for uh, murders. You no, know, uh, really. I always, no. I always <laughs> honored and respected that about you guys. Same thing with the yeah, pandemic. Man. I mean, you guys have I have half a million. You guys have yeah. far, far, far less than that. You know. Yeah. It seems like over there, there's a, a a little more level of respect for one another. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there 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 truly is, and and you really don't get a lot of murders in this city. Um, so it's really, it's really weird. It's just a tragic story altogether, man. You know what I mean? When you think about like the history of yeah. my group and what we did, like if if you look at the, 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 the timeline, so we go from 92 to like 97 was the height of our success. You know, everything came from that time, 97 to like 99, we all kind of were left on our own. We, 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 you know, management left, producers left, and it didn't pan out, I guess. Uh, The music didn't really do, you know, we didn't really blow up, like, you know, uh, when it, when it, you know, in terms of actually like blowing up. But when it comes to the stake we made, that's a different story because we came out in a time where, this music was non-existent. So in a sense, we sort of sacrificed ourselves for the, 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 the path we had to lay, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, all said and done, 97, 98, 99, I'm, I'm kind of like left trying to figure out my life and what I want to do, graduate high school. You know, as a teenager, I, I, I hardly was in school because I was either – uh, away recording or on trips doing shows or whatever. So very young, I, I, yeah. How did you yeah, guys handle young, that? So, yeah, and yeah. So that was the thing. So we had to sort of kind of take our life back and say, this is, you know. I was like, well, you know, it was nice. I, I did a lot of stuff. Most teenagers don't get to do anyway. So uh, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. You know what I mean? I'm good with that. Um, but it wasn't like a hell of a childhood. <laughs> yeah, man. So then, but then I just started sort of, I started writing uh, stuff that kind of came to me. You know what I mean? I would just write it down because I these lyrics just kept coming to me about the struggles I was having at the time. And for me, it was just very um, sort of like it was a great release because when I was with the group, we had to we you know we had we had a manager, we had a producer, we had you know we we would do rehearsals uh every you know like we, we we were you know we were on and for the first time like we were given subjects to write about you know we got to make us you got to do a song about this you do a song about that but for the first time i'm writing about what i feel i'm writing about what i'm going through i'm writing about what i'm thinking about and it was just like so new to me so i started you know next thing you know i'm recording and boom i got an album out I got an album ready to go. 
but it seems like no matter what, people were always like, who are you? And then I'm like, well, remember the Giants? That's the Giants? Oh, okay. So it was like, well, you know, nobody really knows me. They know the group. And then Ironic had moved to Toronto at the time, and he was trying to do his own thing, too, solo thing. And I said, hey, look, let's put out another album. Put out another album. This this will solidify us as solo artists because from this we could do sort of the Wu-Tang formula, yeah. right? Like use people the, fall in love with the yeah people fall in love with the, the group yeah man people fall in love with the group and then you you know you give them the fucking you give them the solos but they're still group albums because you still feature your boys on them anyway so it's all the same but anyway so you know we fast forward to about 2003 where the album was completed was ready for release but unfortunately things sort of happened frustrations kind of came to a boiling point and everyone just sort of I I that was the point where I said you know what I'm out and I quit and I never looked back you know for 15 years man I held that grudge I didn't speak to my boys I got really really down and out and I turned to drugs for a very long time. Um, I was really messed up. Um, 2018, I finally cleaned up my act. And I went to a show in, in Ottawa and I saw these local guys performing and it was like the bug just bit me again, you know? I was like, hey, I, I, I remembered when I used to do that, you know what I mean? And how fun it used to be. And I was like, wow, like, and how much better I was, I was, you know, and I thought, well, let's, you know, I think this is something that I want to do again. And it was the music, man, I have to say, you know, the music saved my life, bro. Um, you know, doing music again really, really kept me on the up and up and, 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 and helped me get away from that life I was living before, you know, and then getting my group back together, um, was sort of like, but and and what, yeah, and then once again, it was the same situation. So here we are again, 15 well, years I, later. I love the group, you know. I mean, it's uh, you got your dude, a Mexican dude, and a black dude coming together, so you're already multicultural group right there, yeah, you know. Um, but then you guys have all, like I said before, all the elements of hip hop and reggae, yeah. you're yeah. pure musicians, you're not just rappers. You know, yeah, man, and we do, and, and yeah, and we do harm, we harmonize. We, yeah, man, we yeah. harmonize, we sing, we, you know, we're in, we're in it. We don't just, we don't just rap and then let the producer deal. Like we're there, we're mixing, we're, you know, put an echo here, like take that out. That doesn't, you know what I mean? We're, we're the full mix is, is, you know what I mean? The like as a whole, we're involved in the whole process of the recording, you know, and and that's just the thing, and it's like so. So come fast forward to 2018 when I finally say, okay, I want to do music again. And then here I am, 15 years of obscurity, and nobody in Ottawa even remembers me or knows my group. So now here I am trying to come out as a solo artist again, trying to get back into the scene, 
trying to get shows with these guys that have been doing, you know, have been in the scene longer than me now because I've been out for so long. And I'm coming in saying, hey, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so. But they're just like, who? You know? And then as time went on and some of the dudes that kind of never went away and stuck around and were still promoting or DJing and remembered us from back in the days were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this guy. I know this guy. And then as a way to get my music out or let people know who I am, I, I wanted to do a video for the song Life Moves Fast. Now, once again, I'm going to say Life Moves Fast. And all those songs that we released in 2018 were all recorded in 2003. So all these songs are almost, you know, more than 15 years old. But we released them, and nobody knew any better. Like, it it was like the music was so timeless that people thought it was new shit. You know what I mean? Because I said, we spent two years recording that album, and when I quit, I took all the masters and I kept them. And I said, this album will never see the light of day. And for 15 years, I sat on it until I decided to get the group back together again. The music came out again. You know what I mean? But with that, with, with that music being released, it gave us the chance to, to, to get it out and give us the chance to work on new stuff. You know what I mean? Then came the Danny Fernandez single, Girl You Know, which was supposed to spearhead our next album and then obviously you know that never came to and then that just goes to the whole tragedy of the situation right we had our success in the 90s we we kind of we didn't really break up but we sort of were left to decide what we really wanted to do and then when we decided that we wanted to do this music again we put this great album together and then when we were about to release it it's like something came in again and fucked it up and i was just like no uh, the first time in 97, 98, I was already thinking, you know what? It was great while it lasted, but I'm out. And then here I go again. Let's give it another shot. And then boom, again, some shit happened that I was just like, you know what? I said, no, no more, you know? And then I don't know, man. I just, it, I feel like this is something that needs, you know, I, I just, I have this feeling like I, I can't deny it, you know, like the music is just in me. And I need to release it regardless. Yeah, yeah. that's that's you know, you you, you can't stop, man. It's uh, like you said, man. It's 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 in you. Um, I'm gonna yeah. go to another track. Then I want to sure. come back. Uh, I got the homie Sim from France. He wants to ask you a couple questions. Well, the floor, um, and we're gonna close it out with the third track. But this next one, um. Time or we got for you. Which uh, which one would you prefer? Um, I think first time we'll play. Now this song is uh, was a song I actually wrote about my baby moms. Um, at the time, um, you know, I when I had just met her, I you know, me and her, we have I have a daughter, um, and uh, I'm no longer with her. But um, when we were together. Uh, you know, things are great, right? You know, you fall in love and things are awesome in the beginning, right? So for me as a musician, I mean, uh, all those feelings that come, you know, it, it, it's, it, I got to find a way to express it. So 
this song first time was basically written about you know the first time I met her and fell in love with her and how great it was oh. there it is a production uh the oh, production sorry. was actually done the, the production was done by um a guy by the name of Michael Weiser, he's actually, he was actually, he owns a, a studio out here in Ottawa by the name of Dream Engine Audio, and he was actually behind the production of most of our tracks from, like, the Life Moves Fast album. So he's pretty much, he pretty much made most of that production. Uh, and like I said, the last time I saw him was when I was like in a panic to take all the masters and make sure they never get seen. So um, I recently hit him up like about two years ago because that song, the first time was a song we had already started working on. Um, And I, you know, I said, Hey, you still have that song. And he did. And the vocals were still great. And we, we remastered it and we put it out, man. Definitely, definitely. We'll be right back. I'm a Moreno right here on the Murder Master Music Show. Don't go nowhere. Rest in peace, Giants.
at first and taking slow But I knew by the second one that I wanted more So every day you had me knocking on your building door For this feeling that I never had before So I'd scoop you up in my ride you climb inside and we'd hide until the sun died You made me feel different than the rest No lie, gave me a reason to live, gave me a reason to try anything else but his his footage 
So we figured, well, with the footage we have of him, Ironic and I put together what is the video now, which the idea of us, you know, reporting the news, basically, and, and, and you know what I mean, uh, basically telling of the world of the state that it's in, you know. Yes, it's relevant uh, as as with uh, this time today, like uh, this time, yeah, like the city under siege uh, of ghetto boys, like still yeah. pretty much I see it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And we 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 bought we we had gotten some like, uh, you know, we we took some footage, you know, uh, from. We, you know, uh, you know, you get like the the war torn countries, and then you have the 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 you know the world. You see the fire, and you see the world. That's actually real pictures from of space where the Australia fires were burning, you know, um, and war. And it's funny because everything that I said in my verse was sort of happening at the time that we released the song, you know. So it's just it, it just goes to show you how timeless music can really be, yeah. or maybe at the time that you do something is not the right time to actually release it. You know what I mean? So, it, it, you know, music. That's just that's the beauty about music. You know, it, 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 there has there's no limit on 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 what it is and and what what you can do with it. You know, I, I have songs that are more than 20 years old that I listen to now and I think, fuck, I could still release this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Is a memorable right now, name came from the movie Driver. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. That That's interesting you know that, actually. Okay, so... The Whoa. first time I saw that movie, Memo Mor- uh, that that movie Driven, I remember seeing... Yeah the driver's name memo moreno and i thought hey that's my name because my name's william <laughs> moreno okay but i'm mexican but i'm actually half mexican half british my uh, my mother's from britain and my grandfather's name was william so i was named after my grandfather but william in spanish is guillermo and a short form of Guillermo is Memo. And when I saw the movie Driven, it always stuck in my head, that name, Memo Moreno. And it's funny that you actually made that connection because that is actually what originally gave me the idea of that name. But it wasn't right away. I remember seeing the movie and then thinking about it. And then when I finally was like, I'm going to release my artist name, that's what it's going to be because it actually really is my name. Yeah. It's like also the championship of hip hop. Yeah, man. You be the fuck one. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the Ottawa early hip hop like uh, Tom Green or Organized Rhyme who be legends uh, in Ottawa? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in, in Ottawa, like, I mean, 
we go back to the late 80s, very early 90s. Like I said, hip-hop was just breaking out here in Canada. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't very popular. There wasn't a lot of people doing it. And the only people doing hip-hop were in Toronto. And at the time, Toronto had an artist by the name of Maestro Fresh West who had a song called Let Your Backbone Slide, which was huge out here in Canada. And he was the man, like he was the one we were all looking up to. Like he was like Big Daddy Kane of Canada. Like that was what you compared him to, you know? And um, Toronto was really the place that was popping for artists. Ottawa really didn't have too many artists, but there was a few crews coming out. And one of the first groups that came out of uh, out of uh, Ottawa, Canada was Organized Rhyme. And in that group, Organized Rhyme, one of the members was Tom Green. And I'm sure you've heard of Tom Green. He was on MTV. He was married to Drew Barrymore. Like he, so Tom Green was originally in Organized Rhyme, and they had a song called Check the OR, which they got a video for at the time. And, I mean, if you go back to the very early 90s, I mean, having a music video wasn't an easy thing. You know, if you had a music video, it means you were actually doing something. Um, nowadays, I mean, people shooting videos on their phones and editing them, you know, it's not the same thing. Back in those days, videos were big productions, you know. They cost a lot of money. So if you were an artist, you, were, you didn't just have a music video. You, you, you had to actually have money and, and have a label behind you to actually produce a video. So, um we they had a video out which had a bit of a success so because we were up and coming at the time we you know we some of our first shows was doing uh you know warming up the stage for organized rhyme and and a lot of canadian groups like that there was a lot of a lot of good canadian groups at the time um mcj and cool g snow uh, you know, organized rhyme, uh, the ghetto concept. There was also the Dream Warriors. You know, a lot of a lot of big Canadian acts at the time in in, in the great golden era of the 1990s. Yes, sir. Very interesting history. <laughs> yeah, man. Sure. Thank you, Sin. I appreciate you, brother, for uh, calling in. And um, Memo, I want to thank you, man. It's been a uh, it's been a real honor to chop it up with you. And again, I'm sorry for the loss of uh, Giant. Our thoughts to you and his family and and uh, iconic man. And you know, uh, it's horrible that uh, anybody uh, has to go through anything like that. So we definitely yeah. got you guys in our thoughts, man. But before yeah, we get out of here, you, I want to give you the floor, brother. Um, and then we're going to play uh, first time. It's all yours. Cool. So, uh, yeah, man, I just want to give a shout out to everybody uh, that's listening to this, uh, this interview. And I just, you know, I hope, uh, you know, what I said and everything I've, I've talked about, um, you know, resonates with some people and you can look into the history of our crew and, uh, you know, uh, listen to the music, man. It's, it's great. And, uh, this next song we're about to get into, I think, is "Song for You." I think it is. That's 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 the one you've played too. You played first time, and you played uh, the game. And I think the next one we're about to get into is called "Song for You." And oh, this was another track. 
Yeah, so this is another I, I track. I play a couple seconds of it to make sure I got the right one because I think I. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, okay, let me see. Yeah, Yo, this memo Moreno. Yeah, that's the one, brother. Okay, so awesome. This, the, yeah, so this, so now once again, this one here is, you know, some of the stuff that I was working on as I was trying to come back out just in the last few years, you know, um, before the group kind of took over again and I kind of put everything on the back burner. Um, so this, this Serenity EP is just for me to release everything I recorded in the last few years that I never did anything with. And I, I, I just feel like, you know, it, it, there's no point in wasting it. I, I feel the music's great. So I think, you know, if we put it out in the meantime, you know, I got some new shit coming. But for now, you know, enjoy this. So this one's called Song for You, and it's basically just, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, memo giving you life advice, man, because I've been through shit. And, and, and you know, you can learn a few things from me. So I'm just letting you know, you know, it's, you know, it's a shitty world out there. And, uh, you know, fucking wear a raincoat. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Hey, man, thanks again, brother. It was real dope chopping up with you. Let's do it again in the future. And yeah, uh, I man, want everybody yeah. to go out, get that Serenity EP uh, available yeah, right sure. uh Make sure to support, you know, Half Size Giants, man. Go out and get all the music. If you don't know about them, learn about them. All right, we're out of here. Here you go. Awesome, man. Yo, this memo Moreno, 2018. Just a little something that I wrote.
one is out for themselves So the rule of thumb is look out for number one Need to get up, get out, do something about The life that you live in, cause if it's not giving Something back, you need to find what you lack Pop says do something, but make it great No matter what it takes, so how high the stakes Because you only get one shot to blow up the spot Show them what you got, so make it your best Because this life is a test Study your lesson, count your blessings in today Tomorrow we could be gone So live every day like it's the last one Is this song for you? Young or old, it's true Just a story that I wrote in notepad And hope that I could inspire someone other than myself Cause nowadays it seems everyone is out for themselves Is this song for you? Young or old, it's true Just a story that I wrote in notepad And hope that I could inspire someone other than myself Cause nowadays it seems everyone is out for themselves